Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Beautiful people, weekly check-ins. I'm going to be having these videos and this audio every single week until I can take this show on the road, until I can see you face-to-face and give you a hug and just have a conversation in person this will have to suffice. I am so grateful for any and everyone who comes on to share their personal story. There was no pre-call involved. All I did was ask for their phone number and their time and day that works best for them. We were able to have a beautiful conversation. So without further ado, weekly check-ins, let's begin. Hello. Hey, Kiersey, how are you? Good, how are you? I am great. I'm excited to um, to dive into it. So, um, to really break the ice, if I haven't already, what are you mm-hmm. most grateful for today? I am grateful. Well, first, I would say for being alive. I actually had an accident like two months ago. Wow. The end of April. Yeah, with my son. So, yeah, I'm grateful for that, wow. that we're alive because my car literally rolled over. Wow. <laughs> and as a parent, you could understand, like, having to put uh, my son in that situation was, like, so traumatizing for me. Of course. And, and for him as well, I'm sure. Wow. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, the gift Thank of health you. is something that we all should be grateful for. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, okay. Let's get into it. How can I, how can I help? What's going on? All right. So okay. I just feel like like all over the place, right? So like, I'm very optimistic. But I do have my highs and my lows. Mm-hmm. Um, where, I feel, where I feel like I can go from being powerful to powerless, like despite anything that anybody says to me, um, whether it's in a relationship, a coworker or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I've been struggling with. It's okay. like, I know how to fix it. And but then I just still don't act on it just because I feel not enough or inadequate for whatever it is. So I like kind of like self-sabotage my opportunities or my own relationships just because I jump into a conclusion that I'm not enough or I'm not the right person for this, or maybe it's just not my time, you know, just like that. So, um, my, my first follow-up question to what you said as far as not feeling worthy or enough or uh, you feel inadequate and the self-sabotaging and doubt starts to set in, um, I'm assuming one of the other emotions that you feel is fear Yeah. in these situations. That's very loud. Yeah. Okay. So can you give me, if you don't mind sharing, just a, a, a very specific situation where it really stands out to you where you felt all the things that you just described now we'll add fear mm-hmm. into that into that mix and just kind of walk me through it so I can get more context. For example, I would say, I guess just because it's more recent, um, I know my capa- like my abilities to do stuff at work, right? Um, but then there's days that I feel like either my manager puts me down 
or like a coworker makes fun like makes fun of my accent and I just feel like I don't know like it just like hits me so hard for some reason I take it so personal um that whenever an opportunity happens even though I know I have like I'm equipped for whatever it is that comes my way I just don't show up like I don't stand up to be like hey I want to do that position or I want to be the one training this person you know I will I will say this I think I have a couple of things for you number one is you have to be careful of taking things too personal that yeah. really probably most of the time have nothing to do with you people project their insecurities onto other people so mm-hmm. if your coworker is, you know, picking on you or bullying you or just, you know, making you feel uncomfortable, that probably is just an insecurity that they're projecting onto you that has actually nothing to do with you at all. There there could okay. be jealousy there. There could be attraction. There could be uh, where they know that they have a hard time showing up just like you do, but it's easier to pick on someone else and point the finger than it is to just do it yourself and to put the work in. But the mm-hmm. other thing is, um, as far as feeling worthy enough and your self-esteem and your confidence, mm-hmm. the, the you, you said sometimes you don't, you don't show up. Like even though you really want this promotion or you really want to do well at work or you want to do well as a mom or a partner or a friend, et cetera, but it gets mm-hmm. to the point where you're like, ah, oh, but I'm, I'm so scared to do it because what if I fail? I'm so scared to do it because what if they judge me? I'm so scared to do it because what if they think of me differently, right? But at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. the only question you have to ask yourself, Kiersey, is are you showing up for yourself? Mm -hmm. You are showing up for yourself by you and I having this conversation right now. Okay. As scared as you were, you almost backed out, (laughs) you know, (laughs) probably almost like was pacing, you know, et cetera. But you showed up, you showed up. So for nothing else that you're going to get from this call, you know mm-hmm. that you're capable of showing up. Yeah. And I promise you, and I'm, I'm like taking full responsibility in this time that we have together to be an mm-hmm. example for you that you don't know unless you try. That's true. Because at the end of the day, no one's going to hand you a promotion. Right. These, I don't know if, what your uh, relationship situation is, I do have a boyfriend, yeah. Okay. Um, we've been together for six years. Perfect. Your boyfriend didn't come knock on your door and say, Kiersey, I'm the one, trust me. <laughs> like, <laughs> you had to try. Yeah. You had to take a risk. Yeah. So look at, instead of worrying about what if, look at the things that you've already accomplished. Being a partner to someone for six years, married or not, I don't care. That's mm-hmm. significant especially in today's day and age in 2021 (laughs) when no one can commit to anything. They can't commit to lunch, let alone a partner for life. So showing up for your partner should prove to you that you're able to and capable of doing that. Showing up for your son should show Mm -hmm. you more than anything what you're capable of. You know that Kiersey. So these are things that you have to remind yourself in the moments of fear and self doubt. And what if, and maybe some insecurity there, you have to remind yourself of what this, this feeling is not the first time you felt this way. So when you did feel this way before your boyfriend being, becoming a mother, even getting the job that you have, getting the, whatever that you have going on, you've Mm -hmm. been here and done that. 
and you have everything equipment wise to try. Yeah. And the other thing is I really want you to sit with is like the idea that failure is this bad thing. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a true story that I can't wait to, well, I'm sharing it now with everyone, but I was, um, (laughs) it was, it was going to be, I had another plan for this story, but uh, my last time in Chicago last week, I was Mm -hmm. in the car with my daughter and I was telling her about the consultations that I've been doing. And Mm -hmm. she's like, how did it go, dad? I was like, well, it was good. You know, I was helping this, this woman out. She was going through some self-doubt, some insecurity stuff at work and everything. And you know, she wanted to do better for herself and to become more, et cetera. And and she just feared failure. Mm -hmm. She feared failure. That was like her biggest fear was failing. And my daughter cut me off. I can't make this up. She cut me off and she said, Mm -hmm. why do people fear failure? She said, because failure just leads to success. Kiersey, Kiersey, listen, I I was driving (laughs) And I almost crashed. I was like, what, what did you just say? And she's like, I mean, think about it. And I'm like, no, I know what you're saying. I was like, yeah, first of all, I had like a proud dad moment. But then I also had a moment where I was like, how can a 13 year old conceptualize that sentence, that simple sentence that failure leads to success, but adults can't. Right. And that's because there's an innocence, as you know. And by the way, Kiersey, I apologize mm-hmm. for using the um, insensitive metaphor of a, I almost crashed the car. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to say that, especially oh, due no, to no, what. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Trust me. Okay, sorry about I'm that. Good. I could have yeah. used no, a million, million metaphors that chose the wrong no, one. No, you're fine. But um, how can this child, 13 years old, compartmentalize mm-hmm. that? And it made me think about, I'm like, uh, why is it so easy for her? And then I thought, well, she's a kid. There's innocence mm-hmm. there. There's really, yeah. there hasn't really been true trial and error yet. Mm-hmm. There's been heartbreak, I'm sure. There's been in my daughter's yeah. life and not obviously not romantically yet, but you know, with between her mom and I, or maybe a friend or whatever. Yeah. But like, there's really been nothing major significant where she's applied for the dream job of her life and didn't get it. You know, she applied Mm -hmm. for this university that she wanted to go to and didn't get in. There's, there hasn't been that yet. And I was like, it is my duty (laughs) and her mom (laughs) and everyone that's in her life that loves and cares about her to make sure she always maintains that mindset. Right. Failure equates to success because without failure, you don't know what not to do anymore. You don't know what to eliminate and get rid of and remove from your life. Yeah, that's true. So now it's like, as I was saying in the consultation with this woman and I told my daughter, I said, I was trying to reframe the definition and reword, you know, um, the word failure to her because not just failure equates to success. Yes. But also like I embrace failure now on a whole different Mm -hmm. level. I get like excited to fail. It sounds crazy, but like Um, I I really do because I'm like, what mm -hmm. lesson am I meant to learn in this failure? What am I supposed to learn from it? What do I now mm-hmm. know that I didn't know before? These are all glass half full. You, you use the word optimistic thinking. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I was letting, oh, okay, I was letting it marinate for oh. you. No, no. I, it's a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a lot. No, no, no. It's, I, and that's one thing too, like from what you're saying. So like when someone is telling me 
something negative about themselves. I'm like the first one to be like your cheerleader, to be like, you're amazing. You got this, right. you know, but it's just so hard on myself. Yeah. But you said it correctly. Like, I, I guess like with her mindset, like not being in that situation yet, of course, mm-hmm. um, I feel like in my, like my situation is just like, I've been through so much. Obviously I'm thankful for the lessons. Cause sure. like you said, and I wish I had that mentality again, you know, like what she was saying, mm-hmm. because that's, that's important to have, like, I mean, I think even like the Bible says that we need to have faith like a child, you know, yeah. just because we don't have those doubts, but it's just so hard for me. I don't know what it is. Well, I mean, it's, it sucks to hurt. Mm-hmm. Like pain is, is painful. Pain is suffering. Pain is frustration. Pain is you start to question everything because it didn't yeah. work. But here's how I look at pain. It's the greatest teacher of all. Yeah. Because as much as you said, like, when, you know, you you mentioned right now, and I said earlier, like, failing Mm -hmm. means you got to find the lesson. But here's the thing is, like, even if you get the lesson dropped on your head, Mm -hmm. you could just shove that lesson off and keep moving and keep failing. But if you can pick up the lesson and learn from it, Mm -hmm. it's like, the Michael Jordan quote I always say, and it's hanging up in my office. Michael Jordan said, I failed so many times and that's why I succeed. AKA, I, love that. I know what not to do now. Yes. Like you say, wait, I have to say this right. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, it's something we repeat and repair. Oh, you ding, ding, don't ding. repeat while you repair. No, I'll, I'll help you <laughs> there out. There you go. I'll help you out. No worries. And it'll be on a t-shirt soon. But you repeat what you don't repair. There you go. That. <laughs> and the, the beauty, Kiersey, of repair. Right? So let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's stay with the repair for a second. Then we'll go repeat. When mm-hmm. you repair, I just said this in the last call, that the beauty of that is you're now getting all these tools for your toolbox because Mm -hmm. you're going to be faced with adversity. It's not if it's when we all know that, but now when you're faced with adversity, you're like, hold on a second. I've kind of been here and done that. Let me go into my toolbox and grab the appropriate tool for this situation to repair it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And that's, that's growth. Mm -hmm. Cause again, everyone fails and everyone actually, believe it or not, gets handed a lesson, but very few learn from that lesson. Very few look at it as a lesson. Most mm-hmm. people look at it as a blaming opportunity, a victim opportunity. Why me? Poor me. Just, of course, this happens to me. This is my luck, right? Yeah. When you're like, no, no, like, that's the lesson, bro. <laughs> Girl, mm-hmm. you're supposed to learn yes. from this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, when, yeah, you, when you look at it like that. Mm-hmm. It, it it just everything makes sense. But now let's go to the repeat thing. It's easy to continue to repeat this type of behavior again because you think, well, if I don't try, I can't fail. If I don't try, I won't get hurt. But here's the thing. Wow. Here's the thing that's worse than than trying and failing and trying and getting mm-hmm. hurt. Regret. Yeah. My mm-hmm. biggest fear in life is regret. That's the wow. only thing I fear. I don't fear God. I don't fear death. I, well, I fear snakes, but I really fear regret <laughs> because yeah. at the end of the day, when I'm old and can't do as much as I can do right now and move around as physically as blessed as I am with my, with my health, 
And if, and if my kids come to me or my grandkids at that time come to me and say, you know, did you do everything that you wanted to do? And I was like, um, well, kind of, I had this, I had this idea for this podcast, you know, podcasts were really big, like 2000s. And, you know, I, I, I thought about helping mm-hmm. people, but I was just afraid to fail. Cause I was like, who the hell am I to help people? And like, what? Yeah. If, yeah. Cause look at now. <laughs> look, here we are on the phone. Yeah, exactly. Here I am trying to help thousands of people. And for their word, I am helping thousands of people, but I'll even take it to the love side of things. Kiersey. My last mm-hmm. relationship scarred me, not, not the woman scarred me, the, the relationship in itself, who I, who I became in that relationship, who, what I allowed mm-hmm. in that relationship, that all scarred me to the point yeah. where I was like, you know what, maybe this love thing is just not for me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I give up, I quit. At least I have a daughter like, oh, well I tried. And then I met yeah. my wife Mm-hmm. And along the way of meeting my wife, I grabbed these lessons. I started to Mm -hmm. learn from them. I started to repair them and not repeat. And then I started to open up my heart in ways that I never could before with anyone, not just romantically, like Mm -hmm. ever. And I'm in a beautiful, happy, healthy marriage. Mm -hmm. Because I learned from my lessons, a.k.a. some people call it failure. But that's the beauty of continuing to try. Mm-hmm. I could have easily been like, you know what? This love thing really isn't for me. And Shay could have been like, hi, I'm Shay. Nice to meet you. I'd be like, hey, I'm Justin. I'm not interested. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. could, have, I could have had this idea of this yeah. podcast and been like, I'm crazy to think about that. I could, you know, talk in front of the camera in front of thousands. Of the, what the hell am I? That's, that's nuts. I'm, people are going to think I'm, I'm yeah. weird. I could have done all of the above. And I'm so mm-hmm. thankful that I didn't. And now when it comes to, you know, you you mentioned earlier how you're able to give advice and show up for people and be optimistic for people. And I got two things for that, Kiersey. One, I can relate Mm -hmm. to you. Totally, I can relate to you because I used to be the same way. But then Mm -hmm. when I started to actually show up for myself, how do you think I'm now showing up for other people even more so? Mm -hmm. Imagine how I'm showing up now as a friend. Now as a partner, now as a son, now as an uncle, right. now as a father, I'm showing mm-hmm. up. My cup is so full, it's it overrunneth. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't pour anymore. That's why I give so much. Yeah, that's amazing. Because so, you can empathize now with whoever, like, well, the name of the podcast, who can relate. I because can relate. now you can relate 100%. Exactly. And so that's the, like, mm-hmm. the beauty of... of Pouring from this now full cup is I'm able to show up in so many different ways for people that I never could before because I can now show up for myself. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you could show up for yourself, what kind of mother you would now be. Right. Yeah. What, what kind of partner you'd be to your boyfriend, friend, coworker, et cetera. Like mm-hmm. you can't even fathom how you can show up because you're not there yet. But I promise you, if you give half of what you give to everyone else, to yourself, mm-hmm. you'll be an entirely different person for the better. And the other beauty of that is everyone around you will be better for it because they're getting a better version of you. Mm-hmm. That's true. 
I'm writing things down. So. Oh, great. Uh, no, no worries. Yeah, yeah. No worries. I was like, am I talking too much? I'm sorry, but I get so passionate. No, no, no. I'm actually, no, I am all for this cool. right now. Thank you so much. Of course. So I'm now, literally like writing keywords here. Perfect. So, and, and, and the beauty is this is being recorded. I know you forgot, but you're going to be able to watch this over and over and over. But um, the other thing I wanted to say too is, is that now let's, uh-huh. let, let's try to come up with like some, some like to do's. Okay. Like some tactical okay. plans of action. Because it's like, this is all great in theory to talk about, and it sounds awesome. But to actually... Wait, just before you jump into that sure. real quick, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. So one more thing before we get to that part. Of course. So as far as like feeling enough, and I'm asking because you're the man, right? Yeah. So like my struggle is one of the reasons why I also don't feel or have felt like I'm not enough. And I'm working on that for the last past year. I think I'm better than what I was before. Mm-hmm. But just like waiting and waiting and waiting you know for the ring and it's just like not that I want the ring but I just want the marriage mm-hmm. and it's just like so hard because to me it's like am I not worth it like sure you know and like I mentioned before like I was married before yeah and that didn't work out so it's like you know like you, you it, it just doubts. like hurts me a, yeah so I'm like is it me like sure. what is, you know and I just you know okay that's, so... I just wanted to bring that up just so we can incorporate that. Oh, in let's, the let's talk about it. Let's talk about it right now. Let's talk about it right now. Okay. I, All right. I would tell you, mm-hmm. you should have a conversation. I have, but you have, okay. And what, what's yeah. transpired from, from having this conversation? I just feel like it's always the same thing. Like it's like, yeah, I want to marry you. Of course. So we're going to do it here. We're going to do it then or next year, next year. And it's just been, six years yeah like now we live together and everything but it's but I'm just like okay like to me as important I always thought it was something important since I was little sure so it's important to me you know and I can understand though in his situation he doesn't really believe that marriage should be a piece of paper Mm -hmm. like he does show up in other ways for me save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah. So I'm not taking that away from him at all. Like, he's amazing you know, just being here with me and we're doing this life together. But yeah. it's just like that little piece is just, it just bothers me. But yeah. I just feel like it's always an excuse. Okay. Have you, have you and voiced then, that part to him? I have. And what what yeah. was his response? Oh, sometimes it turns out like bad. Sometimes it's just like, oh, we will get married. Don't worry. You know, like it just depends. It either goes into a fight or it just goes into like a silent treatment. Okay. Like it just, yeah. Okay. I, I, it's not I consistent. That. I feel like I'm in a roller coaster. Okay. I respect <laughs> that. Okay. So a uh, couple follow-ups. I think another question to ask, not so much, and I'm not saying you're walking up to him and saying, where's the ring? When is the ring? No, I'm not saying, I'm sure your mm-hmm. delivery is way better, but how I would yeah. now ask this question, which is, are you afraid to get married? Because here's the thing, okay. regardless of your different views of marriage, it's important mm-hmm. to you. 
Right. As much as it didn't really add up to me that my wife wanted a saxophone player to play while she walked down the aisle, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to figure this out and I think I can play it. And it's extremely mm-hmm. important to her. I'm going to do everything I can to, to give her what she deserves and what she wants. Yes. And that was beautiful, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> but like the point is, is like I heard mm-hmm. her. I heard her. Right. I respected her requests. I respected her wants, her needs, her desires. Mm-hmm. Even if I thought it was crazy or cheesy, it didn't matter. It's not, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not about me. So right. I would ask him, are you afraid to be married? What are your mm-hmm. hesitations? Because technically mm-hmm. it is a piece of paper. Shay and I lived together before we got married. Nothing's changed. So Mm -hmm. like beside we signed something and we spent a ton of money on a beautiful day and that's pretty Mm -hmm. much it. Like that's, that's what it is. So I think there's a deeper issue or um, a deeper root here with him that if I were Mm -hmm. you, I would ask because you're also entitled to ask. Yeah. You deserve to Mm -hmm. ask and you need to let him know maybe without letting him know, but just show up in this way. Like, look, you can talk to me. You can come to me. Maybe there's things that you don't know that how he feels about marriage. Maybe Mm -hmm. he feels, here you go, Kiersey. Maybe he feels like you do at times of inadequacy. Yeah. Maybe he feels like I don't have, Mm -hmm. I'm not equipped enough to be a husband today. Wow. You know, I watched that on your self-sabotage. I think you mentioned that in there. Yeah. So maybe, maybe he's self-sabotaging and maybe he's scared to try. Mm -hmm. But I promise you. Not that I'm suggesting you give him an ultimatum. I'm not saying that at all. But hypothetically, if you were to give him an ultimatum and he chose mm-hmm. not to marry you and you walked away, I'm pretty sure he would have regret. So yeah. I think you should approach the conversation with a question of, I just want to know, am I missing something? Is there some fear here? Is there some doubt? Is there some concern mm-hmm. Is there um, some, you know, multiple hypotheticals where you're in your head about this because I love you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And yes, I want to sign a piece of paper and have a ring on my finger and have a celebration. But that mm-hmm. it's, it's not even about that. I just want to do life with you in this way. Right. And if you can hear me and respect me and how I feel about this, that would be greatly appreciated. I'm not telling you to go to the jeweler tomorrow, but I'm just asking you to hear me out and just hear my perspective, just like I want to hear your perspective and I want to hear you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel about that. And Perfect. I, the, the last thing, actually, Kiersey, mm-hmm. how old is he? <laughs> so this is why I'm telling you, I swear like every episode relates to me. <laughs> Okay, so I'm 35 and he is 29. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That helps me because it, it makes me think he thinks he has time. And I feel like I don't have time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that. It's not that I'm rushing, don't get me wrong. It's not sure. that I'm rushing. It's just, you know, like I have a 12 year old son uh-huh. and I just want to give him. A family. I mean, he has one, but I just want to do things the way that I was brought up. Like, this is the right way to do it. Sure. Well, I don't think you're rushing because you've been in a relationship for six years and you're not even engaged. 
that's not rushing. So don't, don't worry about right. feeling rushed. Um, okay. <laughs> but, but I just think, you know, someone who again is still in their twenties, uh, I've said this before, like we just think we have all this time in the world and regardless of age, again, mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll, I'll go back to the, the simple fact and probably the biggest point is that it's important to you. And I understand you know, how as a woman, as a person for that matter, but in your case, as a woman, the insecurity starts to creep in the self doubt. Am I not enough? Am I not wifey material? Am I not, you know, is he having doubts? I get all that. And so there is some type of responsibility on his behalf to reassure you. And that's why I said, if you come to him with a question, just try to find out what's in his head, what's in his heart. A, Mm -hmm. you're now not going to take it personal because you're going to have the answers. There's no more like what if or like question marks in your head. You're going to get the answers, hopefully, if he's honest with you. And then the other piece is, is you'll be stronger together for it. Because again, it's not Mm -hmm. if it's when you're going to go through adversity. But if you can, if you can go through adversity with like a support system, how much easier would that adversity be to overcome? So lean on each other. Like, Like go towards this together. Don't let it divide you. But mm-hmm. I think you festering and holding on to how you feel and him having, I don't want to use the word pressure either because you're not putting pressure, but him knowing mm-hmm. how important this is to you and another year goes by and another year goes by and continues to go by and he's not proposing, it's in his head too. So I just, I don't yeah. want this to cause a divide between you two. I think it could be, and it may not just be one conversation. I think it could be a couple but I think mm-hmm. it's important just to both for both of you to be able to voice how you feel respectfully mm-hmm. and and in a mature way to get some type of reassurance for both of you. Yeah, that's true. I'm writing this down. Cool. <laughs> and again, you can listen to it again. Okay, so um, let's get into some like tangible things that you can do to start applying um, all that we're talking about. The first thing is... Okay. I really want you right now to sit with that question again, back to you is why aren't you showing up for you? I know we talked about fear and self doubt, Mm -hmm. et cetera, but is there something that you actually really tried? Like my daughter hasn't, we talked about that. Is there something you've tried and failed at, And it's like kind of scarred you. You want me to answer that or just write the question? No, no. If you can answer that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I would say say the one thing that comes back to mind or comes to mind is when I was 15, I was in this competition at a sing like a singing competition mm-hmm. from churches in mm-hmm. my town. And I like messed up. And I think, I don't know if that was like part of the reason why I, I lost confidence in me mm-hmm. and myself because I feel like I was embarrassed publicly. Mm-hmm. That would have been like one of the roots of my fears, I guess. Yeah. And then, yeah, just like my whole marriage thing mm-hmm. also made me feel it was just a, a bad divorce. And I, I just felt ashamed. Like, I feel like I was, I don't know, like, I don't know if that's part of it, just because I feel like people are condemning, condemning me mm-hmm. or looking at me a certain way when I'm not that way. Right. So I don't know if it's part of that. Sure. Let's go back to the singing thing. We'll start with that. Did mm-hmm. you ever try to sing again? I would. Yes. But I always would 
to like easy songs where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to hit a high note anymore because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to mess up, you sure, know? Sure. I respect that. Um, <laughs> but that's not challenging. That's not growth. That's comfort. Right. I know. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is, is that's not life. Mm-hmm. Life is not easy. Yeah. And that's why I think not just the 15 year old singing self, but that's why I mm-hmm. think at times when you're faced with adversity, you take the easy route, mm-hmm. which correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of times it's probably you not even trying. I will just try just enough. <laughs> but just not, enough. Yeah. Like I won't. Yeah. And I know you've heard this before, but mm-hmm. what you put in is what you get out. That is true. Yep. So moving forward, and then we'll go to the marriage thing. When it mm-hmm. comes to singing in your mm-hmm. 30s that you are now, not that I'm like, I'm metaphoring now, but you're not going to sing. If you want to do your thing, but like moving mm-hmm. forward, when it comes to an opportunity to hit a high note, when it comes to an opportunity to get just outside of your comfort zone enough, mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. And, and it's like, this isn't, I'm not going to like, have this be rocket science because it literally curiosity is this simple. Just try it. Mm -hmm. You also have to think of it. Kobe talked about this a lot with fear. He's like, when it comes to fear and like the thought of it before I actually try, I think to myself, okay, fear, here you are. Uh, Mm -hmm. hypothetically, if I were to live in fear, what's the worst case scenario here? Like what's the worst thing that could happen? And he goes, I put myself in that predicament. And I and nine times out of ten, I'm like, that's it? Oh, well, pff, I'm oh. trying right now. I thought it was going to be way worse than what it was. Mm-hmm. I would, correct me if I'm wrong, I personally would rather figure that out ASAP than to let time go by weeks, months, years, and then I figure it out down the road. Mm-hmm. So try it. Sing the high note. Get uncomfortable. Do a little bit more than what you're accustomed to doing. Show yeah. up for yourself. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit it right if I haven't already. Curious. I'm gonna hit this right on the head. Watch this. Okay. What if your son came to you, and he said, "Mommy, I'm just. I'm scared to try. And what if they make fun of me? And what if they? What, what if they judge me? What if they? What? What if? What if I'm not enough? What advice wow. would you give your son? Right. Don't try, honey. You're right, actually. They probably will make, what? No, you're not going that route. No, not at all. Right. So no. now, how can you tell him to do something that you can't even do for yourself? What if, what if he says, mommy, is that what you do when you're scared? <laughs> what are you going to tell? You're going to lie to your son? Of course not. Yeah, you're right. So every time you get scared to do something, pretend like your son is watching you. Wow. And, yeah. pre- and pretend like he's the sponge that he is <laughs> soaking mm-hmm. it all in. What would mommy do? Wow. Thank you for that. Of course. That is a great, yeah, I love that. It's so easy when I have like parents because I'm like, okay, great. Here you go. What would you tell your daughter? What would you tell your, they're like, oh my God, you're right. Because it's so, it's, yeah. it's true though. Like what example, it's our responsibility to lead by example to our kids and our children. Again, mm-hmm. if my daughter or grandkids came to me down the road and said, did you do this? Is this what you did? And I'm, I'm not going to lie to them. 
Right. I'm just going to sit there and regret and shame myself yeah. as a parent or a grandparent by not leading by example, not doing what's in yeah. my control and living up to my mm-hmm. best version of myself, my full potential. Mm-hmm. I look at my mom in a lot of ways as superwoman. Yeah. Your son will too. You just got to put your cape on. That's true. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now let's talk about the marriage. <clears throat> a, oh, lot, okay. a, a lot of people like attach um, the word failure to divorce. And I'm like, ah, oh, it, it kind of bothers me because I, guilty. I'm sorry. <laughs> what's that? Oh, guilty. You said, yeah. Well, I, I said that earlier. Yeah. But I, I like, and, and I don't know if it's cause I'm married now. I don't know when this started, but I look at like marriage as bravery mm-hmm. because you were able to put yourself in the least a position to succeed. Most people don't even do yeah. that. That takes courage. That's your, yeah. when you get married and you decide, and we're talking obviously monogamous right now, when you decide to settle down with one person for the rest of your life, that is probably mm-hmm. one of the biggest risks you're ever going to take, mainly because you're looking at a person, not just saying I do, but what you're also saying is I'm now giving you some of the keys to my heart. Please don't break it. Mm-hmm. That's wow. one of the scariest, hardest things you can ever do. Yeah. And so let's say the marriage doesn't work out. You get divorced in, in your case scenario, but it's not failure. It's just that it's a redirection with all due respect mm-hmm. to your ex-husband. Thank God the marriage didn't work because you wouldn't be with your boyfriend. Right. There's a saying, and I, I stole it and I added it in my vows and I'll give mm-hmm. it to everyone here now and to you too. Cause I, again, I know you forgot people are listening and watching, but one day it'll make sense why it never worked out with anybody else. And for me, mm-hmm. October 18th, 2019, that day came. I realized why it never worked out with any of my exes, any girls that I dated, any girls that I thought I should pursue, et cetera. It all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Here, here's something that I, um, I personally husband through and with. Okay. <sighs> God forbid something were to happen where Shay and I get divorced. Mm-hmm. I know that the days leading up to this moment, the years leading up to this moment, I gave it my absolute all. I tried mm-hmm. my hardest. I showed up every day the best way I could, the best way I knew mm-hmm. how. I gave it my all. And at least I know I tried. Right. And, yeah. and maybe we grew apart. Maybe we realized that whatever the case is, but I know I tried. Mm-hmm. But there's also another saying that says, my opinion changes when the facts do. Wow. That's good. So the person that you are today is not the person who said I do. Therefore, my opinion on this bond that we said and, and committed to is now changed. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. So I, it's so hard to look at it that way. Cause sometimes, like you said earlier, like we want to victimize ourselves and sure. not that I want to, it's just like, it, it was a very scarring relationship. I would say just because I, I never had a low self-esteem, not that bad. 
And so I got married. Mm. Um, and then now that you say that, it, it's true because now I did show up at that time for myself and I was like, I don't deserve this and I need to walk away mm-hmm. from this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But, so, but Kiersey, like look, right there, sorry to cut you off, but right there. No, 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 you're good. That's a mm-hmm. tool in your toolbox. Yeah. You showed up for yourself. And you know who mm-hmm. else you showed up for? Your son. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why and very specifically. Sure. And this is why mm-hmm. I decided not to be with my daughter's mom anymore. Because I saw the pattern happening. Which was I was, gonna, I was about to repeat my parenting the way my mom did. My parenting the way my dad did. Meaning all mm-hmm. I saw was arguing. All I saw, not that this was my case with my ex, but all I saw was violence and abuse. Mm-hmm. And my ex, and, or my daughter's mom and I would always argue, and we would. It was very rare we saw eye to eye, and it was toxic, et cetera, et cetera, for all the reasons. Not not one person's at fault here, but all the reasons we just weren't right for one another. And I thought to myself, there was a moment where I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I can't have my daughter grow up in this environment. I can't normalize mm-hmm. this. Yeah. It's not her fault. Mm-hmm. She shouldn't have to be a witness to what we can't figure out as adults. It's not yeah. her fault. We're idiots together. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I need to, to show up for her. For sure. Yeah. So again, the next time you're scared to show up, think about all the times you have already shown up. And look at the results because of your ability to show up. Okay. So how do you feel? I feel good. I feel empowered. Um, I obviously took notes and I know you have it recorded. Yeah. But um, I feel good. I feel relieved. And like you mentioned, sometimes we know these things, but we have to dumb it down. Like, hey, listen, you know. Like, you know what you got to do. You actually have to do it, show up and do it. So thank you for the opportunity too. Of course. (laughs) And like, I just think it's so amazing. And I know you got to go, but I just wanted to say that I think it's so amazing that you actually take the time to listen to us and not just today for me, but you do it constantly, like on Tuesdays or out of the blue, you know? And um, that means a lot because not everyone uses their platform to help others. And that's so amazing that you actually take the time from your day to pour into other people's lives, like a blessing to all of us, basically. I mean, I'm very thankful at least, and you have helped me in a lot of ways, even though you don't know that, but you have, because you made me realize like, wait a minute, like he's right. I'm worth it. Like, why am I over here? waiting like if you don't have intentions to marry me then what are we doing here you know like just an example and i just feel like you've just been such a blessing in my life so thank you Mm. (laughs) thank you so much for saying that i i received that so well um i Mm -hmm. i'm really trying to do a better job of receiving compliments it's like very hard for me to do that but i i receive it Mm -hmm. well and i thank you for that and not to sound cliche or like a bumper sticker here, but I mm-hmm. cannot emphasize enough how important it is for me to allow people to feel like they're not alone. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. All right, Kiersey, have a great rest. Of, well, it's nighttime for you and yes. um, a great rest of your weekend. 
Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.